Okay. Make sure I've got all my lines right because this whole thing is scripted. <laughs> uh, quotes, IMDb. Okay, you ready? Okay. Let's go. Welcome to The Movie Score, a podcast where we discuss, write, and debate films. I am your host, Benjamin Barber. I am joined by my sister and co-host, Maribeth. Howdy, folks. Um, let's see, like, uh, we're running through everything. I forget right when we start. But anyway, ooh, Black Widow. <laughs> I'm, 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 my mind is Everybody's in like, a ooh, different Black place. Widow right now. Yes, I'm just looking through IMDb and I saw Black Widow. So... The whole world is like, oh, Black Widow. Maribeth Barber. <laughs> yes. Welcome to another episode. Thank you. Let's do some, uh, let's do a weekly update. Okay. What have you been doing? <laughs> what, what have you been, what's you been up to besides your book? Besides my book? No, <laughs> my life is my book right yeah. now. <laughs> no, it's all good. In fact, I can't do anything else to it right now because oh, the cover really? designer has it. And my friend who's doing the ebook formatting has it. So I can't edit the manuscript anymore really so it's behind such a you. relief it's behind me yeah so now the money's just gonna roll in from here on out <laughs> well i don't know about that but it's such a relief to not after five years to be at a point where i'm like i can't touch it anymore do you, if this gets like the new york times bestseller it won't but if it does you'll be a millionaire <laughs> i mean you'll be set sure jan <laughs> i mean dude I, it's, it might be you never know well, well i mean we'll you seriously never know but anyway We'll see. I hope it does well. Yeah. So. What about you? What you been up to? Um, finished school. Yes. That's that's a relief for me. For the summer. Yeah. Doing more filmmaking, photography. Mm-hmm. Playing around with that. Mm-hmm. Making some big money. Oh, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Here and there. Hey, if you can tease me about the New York Times bestseller list that I can tease you about, oh you're gosh. making the big money. I want a Lamborghini. <laughs> but we can get into that. Okay. <laughs> so. Think all of that out of the way, we can get into what the listeners truly came for, and that is the movie. Oh yes, yeah. Last week we didn't do a movie. We did movies we want to see, but today last we're week, back. Last, last, yeah, last, last episode. episode. We are back to our regular content with Inception, <sighs> one of Christopher Nolan's greatest works. I would next venture, to Tenet. I mean, I'd venture to say it is his greatest work, but. I mean, Tenet was really good. I haven't seen Tenet yet. You need to see Tenet. I want to watch Cedric Diggory okay. take on the world. <laughs> well, no, he doesn't. He dies. But yeah. What? Spoilers. Um, just like Cedric Diggory? Not just like Cedric Diggory, but yeah, around those. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, so you want to read Do the intro? Okay. If you can find one that actually fits. Um, it, I took found me one. A, it took me a while. I, I just Googled it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's the synopsis for Inception. Dom Cobb, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, is a thief with the rare ability to enter people's dreams and steal their secrets from their subconscious. His skill has made him a hot commodity in the world of corporate espionage, but has also cost him everything he loves. Cobb gets a chance at redemption when he is offered a seemingly impossible task, plant an idea in someone's mind. If he succeeds, it will be the perfect crime, but a dangerous enemy anticipates Cobb's every move. This film was released on July 13th, 2010. 11 years ago. 
<laughs> the directed by Christopher Nolan. Budget was 160 million and it made about 800 million. Yeah, so they made some money off of it. Yeah, sixth highest grossing film of 2010 and the fourth highest grossing film of 2010. Uh, no, sixth highest grossing film of 2010 in North America, <laughs> and the fourth highest grossing film of all 2010, behind Toy Story 3, Alice in Wonderland, and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Deathly 1. Deathly Hallows! Part 1, really? Part 1, yes. I thought 2 did, but anyway. Um, it won four Oscars. <laughs> yes, it, it did. And was nominated for like four others. Uh, I don't know. It was nominated before. for Best Picture. It was, it, its total nominations was 220 nominations, and it won 157. Wow. Of so, all the awards. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. You want to run through the cast? Yes, let's Although run through the I cast did, and then let's... Ex- I, I was a good podcaster and I looked up how to pronounce two of these names. You're better than me. I was just like, you know, that one... I was one tired and, of butchering um, them. <laughs> that one. Um. So, yeah, let's go into the characters and then let's kind of explain this movie. Because okay. the, the synopsis... Do we want to do the fun facts it? first or the cast? Let's do the cast first. Okay, go ahead. Hit it. Okay, so... Starring Leonardo DiCaprio. His name is Cobb. Mm-hmm. Just like Cobb on the corn, corn on the cob. Okay, uh, your turn. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Arthur. Amazing actor. Yes. Very, very nice. Really liked him in the Batman movies. Okay, Tom Hardy. Oh, yes. Tom Hardy. Fantastic. Just fantastic. <laughs> I really like Tom Hardy in this film. Amazing. Okay. Ellen Page as Ariadne. Yes, yes. And then you have, this might be the name, <laughs> uh, the guy who plays Saito. Okay. Ken Watana- Wat- Watanabe. Watanabe? Yes. Okay. I would have said Watanabe. Okay. <laughs> Watanabe. But yes, he plays Saito. Again, very good actor. All this, all these casts is very good actors. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A-plus cast. Yes. Okay. Your turn. Marion Coti- <sighs> See, now I'm going to- Cotillard. No, that's not how you pronounce it. She's, she's Cotillard. Cotillard. She, is she French? Yes, she is. Marianne Cotillard. Okay. That's how I actually listened to a YouTube video to do this. And Cecilian Murphy. Oh, yeah. As Robert Fisher. <laughs> Fantastic actor. And uh, I think there's just one more big one. Deli Rao. Oh, really? As Yusef. That's not him. He's the guy who does has the little drug. That, and, uh, and Michael Caine. Wait, you just took... I'm sorry. Gosh, sister. So sorry. You just want to run so at me. Sorry, so sorry. Michael Caine. I think that's, those are the big ones. Tom Berenger. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's a big name. Browning. His name is Browning. Okay, so let's kind of explain this movie a okay. little bit. Which I feel like I can explain it fairly well. If you want to do it, you can. No, you go ahead. Okay. Okay, so Inception is the idea of... Well, it's an idea. It's the process of planting an idea in a person's mind. Mm-hmm. And usually Cobb was taking an idea, extracting an idea from somebody's mind. Mm-hmm. But Inception is putting an idea into somebody's mind. Yes. So the whole plot of the story is a man named Saito who runs this big multi-million dollar business. And he is in competition with another man who is about to die and his son is going to take over his company. Now, Saito wants that business that's in competition with him to be out of the way so he will become one of the biggest companies in the world. I can't remember what company it was. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. So he hires Cobb to plant an idea inside of the son, the the man who owns this business, son, if that makes sense. Plants an idea that he can go off and he doesn't have to follow in his father's footsteps and he can just leave the company. 
and move on. So then Saito would have no competition and his business would thrive. Mm -hmm. So that's what he hires Cobb to do. And Cobb, who was played by Leonardo DiCaprio, was blamed for his wife's death. Mm -hmm. Would you find out? I won't go too deep into that. He was framed. He was framed for that. And Saito promises he'll fix that due to his money and his strings. He can pull some strings. He'll fix that if he completes Inception. And this is a big motivation for Cobb because that means he'll be able to go home to his two little children. Yes, that he can't go to right now because he's on the run. Mm-hmm. Um, but later on, so Inception. The film I, or I, the concept? The concept. I think this is right. In order to do this, you have to be deep. In, in to order to plant an idea in somebody's mind, you have to be deep within a person's subconscious. Mm-hmm. So they had to go th- three dreams in. Mm-hmm. So they have this machine that'll put you to sleep and you go inside of the person's mind, which is a dream. Mm-hmm. And then in that dream, you go into another dream. Mm-hmm. And then in the, that dream, you go into another dream mm-hmm. and you plant an idea. And that's called Inception. Now, if you go too far or if you die in that dream, you slip into limbo. Yeah. Which is basically like this... And normally, if you died in a dream, you would wake up. Yes. But this is a little different. But because they're so far down, if they would die, you would go into limbo. Mm -hmm. So, and limbo is kind of like this wasteland that is just your kind of like core mind. And you can, the person who, it's it's their limbo, can like make anything in there. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like this wasteland. So, during Inception, I know this is confusing. This is Christopher (laughs) Nolan. And I'm not the best explain. No, you're doing a great job. So during Inception, Saito think, dies, mm-hmm. and he slips into limbo, mm-hmm. and Cobb has to go rescue him back, mm-hmm. and he does. Mm-hmm. When they wake up, story's fine. Now here's where it gets like interesting. So Cobb is always questioning his reality, right? Because he's spent so much time in dreams. And he's in, and he's been in limbo. Well, not only that, but his wife, who was spent way too much time in the dreamscape, lost her whole grip on reality. So I would imagine that yeah. would make him question everything. Mm-hmm. And then, since since they were in this dream in limbo for so long, he knew the only way to get him out was to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole big thing of should we kill ourselves to get out mm-hmm. or is this actually reality? Right. It's it's very complicated. And Mal lost her complete grip on that and actually did kill herself. Yes. So <laughs> I know I didn't explain it the best way. No, I if, thought you did a great you watch, job. There's, there's, there's many YouTube videos who could do that better than I could. That's just... No, I thought you did a great job considering that this is a very complicated, very complicated. film and yet I think it's so well done that if you pay attention... You know, and you watch it straight through and don't stop, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yes, I highly recommend don't stop in this movie. Yes, you need if to you watch stop, the whole movie straight yes. through because otherwise you'll lose your train of thought and lose track of how mm-hmm. many dreams you're yes. in. <laughs> but it really is a fascinating film. It's so well done. Very well done. It's, so, it, it reminds me of Tenet. I think Tenet I, might be a little bit better, but. I need to, I need to watch Tenet. You need to. Okay, so let's. Jump into fun facts. Let's do it. Okay. So all of my fun facts have to do with the names because yeah. I the names of the characters because I found that really fascinating. Do you want to go back and forth or do you yeah, want to sure. give Yeah, sure. Let's go them? back and forth. Okay. You go first. Oh, no. You go first. <laughs> okay. So if you take the first letters of the main characters' names, Dom, Robert, Eames, Arthur, Mal, and Saito, they spell dreams. 
If you add Peter, Ariadne, and Yusuf, the whole makes dreams pay, which is what they do for a mind thief. So it's mm. an acronym, dreams yeah. pay. So cool. <laughs> okay, so this goes back to my confusing uh, explanation of it and how confusing it is. In an effort to combat confusion, television broadcasts in Japan include text in the upper left corner of the screen to remind viewers which level of the dream and the specific scene takes place in. So I thought that's that, interesting. That's pretty helpful. Because I it, feel, in the dreams, because some people stay in the one dream, then other people go on into the second dream, mm-hmm. and then other people go on into the third dream. Mm-hmm. So there's like these, yeah. there's like some people are in the first one, some people are in the second yeah. one, and this, they just keep going back and forth. I feel like Nolan did a much better job in this film of being of helping you keep track of where everybody is than he did with Dunkirk. Yeah. He tried to do something similar with Dunkirk and it was hard to follow. I mean, if you go back and watch Dunkirk, it's not, at least they have on the screen where you are. Yeah, but just real briefly. You just have to remember that, you just really have to look at the time. I think it helps in in Inception by knowing that all these things are happening simultaneously and in Dunkirk you were moving from the day before to the present to the day after, so Mm. it was was hard. Okay, so my next one is about Dom, Cobb. So his main objective is to get home. Dom is the word for home in most Slavic languages, derived from the Latin word domus. Words like domesticated and domicile all share the same dom root. Hmm, interesting. I love that. Yeah. He just wants to go home. Uh, I have to say, although well. Leonardo DiCaprio is not my favorite, he does a really good job in he this He does. Film. Okay, in spite of the movie's extensive surreal visual effects, the majority of visual effects throughout the movie, such as the Penrose Stairs, mm-hmm. Rotating Hallway, Mountain Avalanche, and the Zero Gravity Sequences, were created through a practical method, methods, not through the use of a computer graphics imagine, that's, imagination. That's impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah. I would imagine that that would help the actors if they're actually doing it. It probably would, it. yeah. Yeah. Okay, my last one is um, Ariadne. She is a graduate student of architecture, and she is recruited to construct the various dreamscapes, which are described as mazes. The name Ariadne alludes to a princess of Greek myth, the daughter of King Minos, who aided the hero Theseus by giving him a sword and a ball of string to help him navigate the labyrinth, which was the prison of the Minotaur. Interesting. I love that myth. Yeah. So I really, and I love the name Ariadne. Ariadne Grande. So, no, that's Ariana. I know, but close enough. <laughs> Um, last one I thought was pretty interesting. Originally, Kate Winslet was approached to play the role of Maul. Mm. But she turned it down because she couldn't see herself as that character. Kate Winslet which is I not as creepy have. as Marion Cotillard. Have you, Cotillard. But you haven't seen in uh, Divergent. Uh, that's true. I, I don't mean, know. I think, I think she could have pulled it off. Kate Winslet is always going to be Marion Dashwood for me. And Marion, what's her name? Is, she she kind of creeps me out. <laughs> never seen that. I don't plan to. Okay. Wait, you've never seen Sense and Sensibility? Nope. Pin. Mirabeau. But Snape is in it. <laughs> so? He's not Snape. <laughs> you haven't seen Tenet. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go into our things. We're at 15 minutes. Okay, we're so doing great. Let's go. Okay. This movie. It's okay. So a big, a big line in this movie that I like is an idea is like a parasite. Mm-hmm. infests the mind and i think it's so cool because if you think about it an idea is so simple mm-hmm. but it's shaped the whole world we live in 
Mm-hmm. And it just happened that one split second in a person's mind. And it could it completely changed the world. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was so cool. And they kind of they kind of bring that to light in this movie. They actually show that. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to me. Well, this really movie like is that. also very... Um, it, it has a very strong message about uh, what you let into your mind and how you discipline mm-hmm. your mind. You know, and I think that's the whole thing with the totems. Those totems are kind of like almost like a spiritual discipline. It's something that they can hold on to when yeah. things get tough or when they start to question what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that totem grounds them in what is yeah. real. So the totem tells them if they're dreaming or if they're not dreaming. And they tend to be objects. Like yes. Cobbs is a little top. Yeah, that, that spins. spins. And if it does stop spinning and falls, he's not dreaming. And if right. it keeps spinning, mm-hmm. he is dreaming. Yeah. So you need to kill yourself immediately. <laughs> So what I have on here in my reflection section is part of what makes this film so compelling is that we've all had dreams like this, really. Mm. You know how you're having a dream and everything's hunky-dory and then things start to get a little bit wild Mm, and and they get crazier and crazier and you start to realize, even though you're still asleep, sometimes I have had dreams where I've said to myself, you're dreaming, wake up. I've never had that before. Especially nightmares. Really? Yeah. Uh, there's something in my brain that goes, you need to wake up. And then the whole thing just disintegrates. Mm-hmm. So that scene where Cobb is first demonstrating to Ariadne how the yeah. dreamscape works, <clears throat> and all of a sudden all the ca- windows in the cafes start to blow out, and yeah. you know the wind knocks all the tables and chairs over, that is very relatable to me. And I think that's part of what makes good fiction, is even though it's so it's speculative... There's something about, yeah, there's yeah. something that's Once relatable there. Yeah, he says in that scene that you never really remember the beginning of a dream. Mm-hmm. Have you ever remembered the beginning no. of a dream? No. No, you're just all of a sudden there. Yeah, it's really cool. So so in this one scene, they're in this cafe, and he asks her, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. And she can't remember. Mm-hmm. And they were dreaming. Yeah. And they woke her up. It was really cool. But anyway, okay. I like that scene. Mine. <clears throat> My turn. So, the end scene. Oh, yes. I have notes for the end scene. (laughs) So, they have won. Uh The idea was planted. Cobbs doesn't run anymore. He's with his children. Mm -hmm. He takes his top Mm -hmm. that tells him if he's dreaming or not. And he spins it on the table. Mm -hmm. And he walks off. Mm -hmm. And I was watching a video about this. They were talking about... How he never stopped to look back on it because it it never mattered to him anymore. Mm-hmm. It wasn't important. So if he was dreaming or if he wasn't dreaming, it didn't matter to him anymore. He was where he wanted to be and he never looked back and looked at if it was still spinning. Mm-hmm. And the shot ends before you see it fall. So you never actually know mm-hmm. if it did fall. Now, I know Christopher Nolan has actually confirmed that he wasn't dreaming. Well, I have his actual quote here. What was it? And he says, the real point of the scene, and this is what I tell people, is that Cobb isn't looking at the top. He's looking at his kids. He's left it behind. That's the emotional significance of the thing. Which another thing that I read said, he's no longer obsessed with dreams. Yeah. So it didn't matter. Now, so he he never (laughs) actually said that? I didn't read that. Okay, I thought he did. But Michael Caine Mm -hmm. had his own take on it. And he says... If I'm there, and he is there in the scene, Michael Caine's character, Mm -hmm. if I'm there, it's real, because I'm never in the dream. I'm the guy who invented the dream. True. So there are some... But I I mean, like, that that doesn't matter, because, like, I've had a dream about somebody, and Cobb has known him for so long that he could have had a dream and he'd be in the dream. 
That's true. I mean, that's not impossible, but I don't know. That was Michael Caine's take it's just, on it. Yeah, it's just, it's a very interesting scene, and that's how the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Him him not worrying about it anymore. I choose to believe that he did. Uh, it, it was real. And part of that is because all of the goals were accomplished. He has no reason to run anymore. He has no reason to retreat into the dreamscape. I'm going to say it was real because he kind of let that self of him die in that... Was he made peace with Mal's death too. Yeah, I think it was was it was it was it in was it in limbo or was it in the third I think it was in limbo where he actually kills Maul. He doesn't actually kill her, but he lets her die. That was right before they go into limbo. Yes. So he actually lets her die. And that was a kind of him Making letting that part of himself that mm-hmm. questioning his reality, mm-hmm. he let die. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it was Yeah, I think it's it I think it's pretty heavily implied that he was in reality. Yeah. But it still makes it interesting. That it doesn't end. Yeah. Up. Well, it makes you go, ah! When you, yeah. <laughs> when you first watch it. Okay. It's like, wait, what? Okay, my last thing that I have is um, reality versus dreams. And I kind of talked about this earlier. Mal loses her grip on reality, and thus she loses her sanity. The totems ground the characters in reality. That's why they're so precious to each individual. And in the end, the characters must accept that no matter how perfect their dream worlds may be, they must return to the ugly beautiful Reality may be painful, but in the end, the love and beauty and friendships of this life are worth it. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's really sad when you you watch Mal just completely lose her sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that scene where she jumps, I think, is some of the finest acting on Leonardo DiCaprio's part. Which which scene? When Mal act like in the flashback when he's telling Ariadne, I believe the story of how he lost yeah. his wife. It's really sad. Um, but you also kind of hate Mel. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know. She's, um, she's annoying. This is the last quick thing, and I'm kind of okay. lead into our ratings. That, um, so, the, um, what's... Oh, oh can um, I say one more thing? Gosh. No, yes. you go sure, ahead. No, sure, uh, yeah. You I say one more thing I want to say that the... Part of what makes this movie so neat is that it kind of it begins with that scene of Cobb and Saito when they're really old in limbo, and then it comes back around mm-hmm. later. And I remember when I first watched this with our brother TJ, and I actually screamed because it all came together. It's it's really well done, and it all oh, comes yes. full circle in the end. Christopher Nolan's a genius, mm-hmm. and he wrote this too. Yeah. So, yes, very cool. So Saito lived like two lifetimes. He lived a lifetime in a dream and a lifetime in mm-hmm. the world. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess I was just going to comment on uh, Christopher Nolan's amazing abilities to come up with stories like this. Because he did it in Inception, he did it in Interstellar, and he did mm-hmm. it in um, Tenet. Interstellar is good, too. And he, it's, it's pretty good. I, mean, I, I liked it. I've watched it twice. It was twice. much better the second time. I'm not a big fan of that actress. What's her name? Jessica Chastain? No, no, the other girl. Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway. I'm not a huge, huge fan of her. She's so good. But yes, he he's just how like how do you come up with these ideas and how do you film these? Mm-hmm. Like because you got to keep your he boggles my mind. But <laughs> yes, you definitely need to see Tenant. Tenant's another good one. I'd like so, to see the Prestige too. Oh yeah, I hear that's good as well. Huge. Yeah. So let's before we rate our film, let's score the score. Oh yes, Mister. Hans Zimmer himself uh, yes. produced this music. 
I love this soundtrack. This music, Inception. like usually, music's gonna fit in with a mute mu- movie, mm-hmm. but this one does it very well. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of hear the different music as through the dreams. Mm-hmm. It's extremely well, the main well. theme is beautiful. Too. Oh yes, very pretty. I think very I have different. It. If I don't have it, I need to get it. I feel like I've got a, I've, I've got music videos and edits. For different fandoms that have that music in it. Do you know how hard it is to make a score for a movie? Oh, I'm sure. I can't imagine. Like, I was <clears throat> watching Harry Potter. <laughs> and I was watching um, some of the special features on how... Uh, what's his name? Oh. John Williams? John Williams. Thank you. <laughs> About how he made some of the music for, like, the first one. And the complexity of all of that that goes into it. Look, it's you crazy. talk about Christopher Nolan being a genius. I think John Williams is a musical oh, genius. Yeah. I mean, he has come up with so many iconic themes over the last 40 years, 50 mm-hmm. years. So, yeah, the music in this movie is amazing. I mean, Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Like, how could you not be amazing? Hans, Hans Zimmer, Zimmer is my second favorite. Really? Yeah. Next to John Williams? Yes. And I think the only reason that I prefer John Williams is because his music tends to be brighter, which I prefer that over dark music some yeah. of Hans Zimmer's music can be pretty dark which it, it that's not to take away from the brilliance of it it's just yeah. my personal preference I'd rather have a grand sweeping theme okay let's rate our film okay should I go first or you go first you go first okay 10 out of 10 oh me too no problem <laughs> the, 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 there's, it's it's so amazingly written so amazingly direct you're playing with my feet I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> you keep hitting it it's so amazingly written amazingly directed the the characters are i wouldn't say the best but the they're still good the actors did a good. phenomenal job um it's it's a fun movie to watch it makes you keep watching it like four times because you have to mm-hmm. figure it out it's it's it never it doesn't get old for i me. give it a 10 as well because i feel like this is a very tight film it's yes. it's incredibly well edited, mm-hmm. and there there is not one scene that is wasted. There isn't no. one scene that's unnecessary. Um, yeah, it's it is a feat of writing. Extremely creative, mm-hmm. and and again, the fact that you're able to watch it and you're able to keep track of it. Even though it's incredibly complex. You are able to keep track of it. You might not understand it fully the first time, but mm-hmm. you're pretty much able to keep track of it's it. It's a movie where the more you watch it, the more it pays off. Tenant, I didn't keep track of it the first time. I was like, what? But Sorry. I wonder if he would. it would be better the second time. It probably Because would. I definitely felt that way about Interstellar as well. Yeah. And I did feel that way to a certain extent with Dunkirk, but I just didn't think that the characters were as well-developed in Dunkirk. Yeah. Except for maybe the father and the son in the boat. They were pretty good. But Cillian Murphy was in that too. Okay, guys. So that's this one. So we enjoyed it. Yeah. What I definitely recommend. We're going to put a link to the trailer in the show notes because we need to start doing that because oh, yeah, this trailer is amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit about the movie score. Uh, Podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I have news. So, it's not really news, but it is news. So, in the um, country of Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan? Kazakhstan. 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 <laughs> we are ranked number eight in oh. the movie review charts. <laughs> That's out of 200, we're ranked number eight. Wow. So, that is amazing. In the United States, I think at the beginning of last month, we were ranked 104 hmm. out of 200 in film reviews. 
So that's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, guys, you guys are amazing. Um, I would like to be in the top 100 <laughs> of Americas. So we would appreciate your help. If you would write a review, leave a st- leave five stars, if you would. Five stars. and <laughs> Or whatever would be your honest review. <laughs> and, I mean, don't worry about honesty. Just put five stars. No, I'm just kidding. And write a review. The writing reviews really, really help. So, um, and tell a friend about us. If you like what we're doing and you think it's good, tell a friend about us. Get more people listening. Spread the news. And we'll love you forever. <laughs> and to express all Not the to love, be dramatic. No, not to be dramatic at all. And to express our love, I will give you all a movie line. Yay! You want a movie line? Because I didn't do a movie line last week and I know y'all were upset. <laughs> <clears throat> Here it goes. We just rolled up a snowball and threw it into hell. Now we'll see if it has a chance. What? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun. You want is, me to say it again? Is this something I've seen? Yes, you've seen it. Okay. Yeah, I'll say it again. We just rolled up a snowball and threw it into hell. Now we'll see if it has a chance. Wow. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it sounds really intense. It is intense. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can get that correct, send it to the moviescore 20 at gmail.com. We will leave a link in the show notes. The first three people who get it right will be mentioned on the Movie Score podcast. So, I think that's it. I feel like there's something we left out. This was a really good podcast. It was a good podcast. We timed it well. I really like it's this. 30 movie. minutes right now. It's I could talk about movie. this movie for a long time. Good. What are we going to do next? I have an idea. What do you want? I want to do Beauty and the Beast, but compare the two adaptations. Oh, the uh, the uh, live action is so much better. <laughs> oh, really? So much better. Emma I Watson's think, in it. I think it would be fun to do like do the Beauty and the Beast, but also within the podcast, do okay, them both. If you put Dan Stevens and Emma Watson in the same movie, it's gonna be better than the original, and it was. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that Honestly, next time. I did not dislike it. It's an amazing movie. Okay, we gotta go. Okay. So, next time, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I think that'll be good discussion. Very good. Okay. See you guys later. Love you guys. And keep listening. Goodbye. See ya.